Welcome to Happy Hour, a weekly careers podcast where we talk about work life from the perspective of two real people. We're your hosts, Brittany Bowering and Penny Blackmore. If you like the show, please rate, review and subscribe uh, because others can find us better when you do that. Yes. So helpful. Yes. Okay. I mean, how are you, Brittany? Me, I am uh, pretty good. I mean, a little bit tired because you and I just got back from Web Web Summit. Summit. Um, It's funny because I was like, I know how you are. We talk every day. We need a new intro. Yeah. But that's okay. We can sort that out next time. What's going on? We also spent the whole week together. We did. What's on your mind, Britt? What's on your mind? Yeah. That's a good one. Well, I wanted to kind of talk very quickly just about like, Web Summit and mm. how that sort of all went down. So it was Web Summit was in Lisbon, so that was lovely. And what is Web Summit? Yeah, I mean it's a conference, a massive conference. It's got seventy thousand attendees. Seventy thousand. It's like it was more busy than I felt when I was uh, walking around at the Sydney Olympics. Like when I was an attendee wow. at the Sydney Olympics. Really? Yeah, it felt so packed. Oh my god. Well, I mean, yeah, it felt super packed to me too. Mm. Like I just I found it was um so overall, I've realized that conferences are not good if you're planning to, you know, maybe you want to learn, learn something. <laughs> maybe you want to have a takeaway. Maybe, you know? yeah. I think they're like, they're more aiming to sort of inspire on a yeah. really general level. Yeah, that's how it felt. So general. And because like, you're speaking to 70,000 people. How can you know what to say? Exactly. You exactly. Know? And the other thing is like, you know, people say like, oh yeah, like conferences, it's all about just like the networking or whatever. But I found also that was really tough because there were just too many people mm. that there was there were no like sort of personal, like it was hard to get personal with anybody. Yeah. And you'd see someone like walking by really fast and you'd see their name tag and it would be like, you know, a UPS, United Postal Service, and you'll be like, oh, we could work with them, and they've already gone. Yeah, exactly. But then the ones that are loitering around are the ones that are like in, uh, startups looking for funding or whatever. Yeah. yeah, I think also if you're a startup looking for funding, maybe that's a good place to be. I don't really know, though. That I would don't, be tough. I don't reckon you're going to get funding from a place like that. Right? No. I, if I was an investor, I would avoid that like the plague. Yeah, me too. But that's – I'm – I'm an antagonist. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the fact that it was in Lisbon was pretty cool. That you know? Lisbon is beautiful. It's so nice. It's pastel colored. It's lovely. Yeah. You do get aggressively harassed by homeless people. It's not like the oh, Berlin people yeah. who are just like, do you have some small coins? And you're like, no, sorry. And they're like, okay, no worries. Have a nice day. In Lisbon, they're like, how dare you? Yeah. Like they, yeah. this guy screamed at us. We, we literally didn't have any coins. I actually didn't yeah and he's like give me some money then I'm like you want me to give you a 50 euro note are you fucking serious come on now be reasonable it was yeah it was a bit a bit much um but the conference itself web summit um yeah I'm just really surprised how many people go to that to be honest that was my this is yeah this is what we were talking about the idea that people are using their training budgets yes they're getting paid through their organization to go they want to get out of their office yeah I think that's the only reason people go to conferences yeah yeah (laughs) to be honest although we we did talk to a couple of people who were exhibitors they had like a booth at the at Web Summit and they were all very excited about you know they were like it's really great having a booth like you you know people you meet so many people and they said for recruiting it's really good mm-hmm. that that I found interesting so you know for sure I mean yeah. I would I would not go back 
I definitely wouldn't go back, no. Yeah. No, yeah. not if you paid me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> also because it took like 15 minutes to walk from one end of the place to the other. At least. I feel like it was longer. Yeah. It was crazy. And yeah. the food was like really overpriced and kind of shitty. Oh, I don't think it was so bad. I mean, it was better than... That's true. What about my donut? Bad. Oh, I forgot about the donut. Come on, that was a great donut. Penny had probably the best donut I've really ever, ever. had. Yeah, 100%. Hands it was, down. It was so Hands down, good. baby. Yeah, that's true. The food wasn't that bad. But it was like... But what I found really fascinating, because usually you go to a conference and you pay like a thousand bucks, fifteen hundred bucks, whatever. Um, and then you, you kind of get like... You get some stuff back from it. You get it. some swag. You at least get a friggin' <laughs> T-shirt tote bag. that you're never gonna wear. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I was just so shocked that actually, personally, from like a like from a branding perspective for Web Summit, I was really surprised that they wouldn't have given away any swag. Like you know 100%. what I mean? Like people take that back to their office, and it's like a talk piece, you know, a talking point, mm. and like all the it, it spreads the their whole brand. Like I'm really surprised that they just were like, nope. You can purchase our swag, which is outrageous. outrageous. <laughs> yeah. No one's that much of a fan. I yeah. mean, I'm sure it started out, yeah. I mean, I'm sure it started out as like something that developers went to to learn like these really interesting things about like JavaScript and React and yeah. new databases. And I'm sure it was much more sort of intensive. But I think once things get big, it's like anything else. Once something yeah. gets big, it's probably shit. That's true, Literally actually. anything. Like, think about Burning Man these days. It's a laughing yeah. stock. But when I was growing up, Burning Man was like was the hot. thing it to do. It was very cool. Yeah. yeah. But it was also, it wasn't like, well, for me... Burning Man, when I was growing up, was still like an elusive kind yeah, of like, exactly. ooh, like you went to Burning Man? Oh yeah, my God. Yeah. You yeah. Know, like, I thought I wasn't cool enough to go to Burning yeah, Man me when too. I was 20. For sure. Me too. Yeah, which yeah. I wasn't. Definitely wasn't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> me as well. Definitely wasn't. Um, and so what, what, if you were running a conference, Brit, yes. what would you do? How would you make it cool? It's a good and question. Interesting and useful. I mean, first of all, I would keep it very small. Exactly. It would be an intimate affair. Mm-hmm. Um, I would keep it very like workshop heavy and less yes. talk. Like we'll one learn. talk in yeah. the morning to like inspire and kick us off. Or like a, two talks in the yeah. day. Yeah. Like there's sort of the inspirational stuff and then there's the actual hands-on learning. 100%. Yeah. yeah I would keep it very and, and like make sure that there are like there are actually things going on to help people meet each other and network mm. because that mm. is a key to, you know, any conference being actually valuable. Mm. What would you do? I feel, yeah. like you have, I feel like you've got some pretty good ideas for a conference. Well, I mean, I, I think it's the same as what you just said. Like I'd have this sort of heavy learning element that's yeah. very specific and specialized. Like instead, we saw a couple of good talks at the content marketing yes. stage, which yes. was really interesting um, because obviously it wasn't interesting because we learned anything new. It was interesting because um, these people are storytellers and yeah. they know how to make something engaging. Yeah. So, <laughs> so it it's exciting. natural that yeah. you're like, yeah, I'm I'm buying into this exactly. even though I'm not necessarily get- – and, like, that stage was so packed oh that God. you couldn't sit down yeah. throughout two talks. Like, usually in between talks you can squeeze in and get a, a seat. Yeah. But this wasn't the case. Anyway, I mean, I'd have a really heavy um, learning element and I'd have things – 
split into inspiration and learning. Mm -hmm. And also I would be really strict with the speakers because I think speakers are like, oh, well, obviously, like, if I'm going to stand up in front of you and talk, I have to gain credibility and I have to tell you who I am. And how I'm going to do that is I'm going to give you a sales pitch on my business, basically, yeah. and and show you case studies and stuff and and talk about my business. And I'm like, I don't believe that's actually true. Yeah. I think, like, the idea of selling is not, it's not, you know, like, be less intuitive. Don't just follow your first instinct to be like, we are. Uh, we have this many users. We and... are tote bag-esque. Yeah. We, we like make tote bags that have digital sensors in them and blah, blah, blah. And everyone's like, that sounds stupid. I don't care. Yeah. Um, I think it should be more like if you're trying to sell something, even if it's your services or your or your business, like actually share your knowledge because yeah. that's what's going to sell more than anything. Totally. Like if one if there was this one guy, Britain, I saw, he was the most disastrous speaker I've it ever was, seen. I was shocked at how bad it was. People were filming because it was so bad. Which is terrible. It's but, very, you know. it was upsetting almost. Yeah. Um, and I was like, this guy has paid to come here and he's trying to get business out of it. I guarantee he won't get a single phone call. No. But what he should have done is gone, okay, my name's whatever. I come from whatever company. What I'm going to talk about today is... And what he was talking about was being a solo founder. Yeah. Going it alone. And instead of saying what he said, which was like, fucking, I mean, oh, like, man. he was like, um, just do it by yourself. You get all you the ego boost. You yeah, 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 exactly. It's just, an even bigger boost for your ego. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> instead, he should have been like, so what I did is was I got an accountability partner. So this was a founder in a non-competitive industry that was like someone that we check in with every week. We share what we've learned, blah, blah, blah. And then I did that. Like he should have gone into depth yes. instead of top level. He and was people trying to be inspiring been like, and it, just, it was backfiring so bad. Yeah. And people would have bought into him him that way. Yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah, I mean, that was traumatizing. I was like, far out Brussels sprout. That's yes, awful. seriously. Um, yeah. <laughs> far out Brussels sprout. Yes. Is that an Australian that. say? Yes. Okay, great. <laughs> Look at us with that little rhyme. How can I say That's it? not how I Australian. <laughs> far out. Uh, uh, really Australian person would say, far out Brussels sprout. Far out Brussels sprout. <laughs> Did I nail it? Nailed it. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, God, that is hilarious. Okay, Brussels sprout? No. Yes. You've never heard me say Brussels that? Sprout. No. Great scrunchie, by the way. It looks much better on you. <laughs> Today, you know what I've just realized, yes. honey? We haven't taken a letter in a very long time. Yeah, I know, because people like our other episodes. You're right. Yeah. These are great. We, we, by the way, though, if you do have a letter, you can still send it to us. Oh, are we leaving that in? <laughs> no, no, we can leave it in. It's fine. What are we talking about today, Penny? Can you tell us? Well, uh, we had a very exciting idea while we were in Lisbon. And basically that is that we have a couple of friends who um, are currently in the stages of trying to move into a new role, right? Mm -hmm. So they're unemployed. They're trying to move into a new role and they're having regrets about yes. how they did their last roles and how they 
uh, position themselves to get to the next step of their career. Yeah. So what we thought would be amazing for our audience, <laughs> because uh, the benefit of hindsight is a beautiful thing. That's right. Um, is this idea that we are going to do a career health check. So whether you're thinking about moving on from your next role or not, or even getting a promotion or just getting a positive next uh, performance review, mm-hmm. um, sometimes it's good to look back and then look forward and then look at, I don't know what I'm talking about, look at your life <laughs> and assess what can you do um, to make sure that you're not in an uncomfortable position in the future. Exactly. Sort How of like, I, I think that's, that's, sums it up perfectly. I think it's, it's a really, yeah, we were, we were talking with a few people about this and we were thinking, God, yeah, it's like also our, for ourselves when we were at certain points in our career, like at my last role, I, I remember thinking about that, like, okay, what would, like, if I moved on from, from my role now, mm-hmm. would I be like, would Able I be set up? In, yeah. Yeah. Like this is, I, yes, this yeah. is setting up, this yeah. is setting the foundations for your any kind of movement or no movement at all. Exactly. But <laughs> it's almost like, I mean, would you agree that you kind of should always be sort of like set up and positioned to be able to make a move at any time kind of thing? A hundred percent. Yeah. Because, I mean, I have a close friend who works at a big startup and a hundred people got laid off this week. Yeah. So like you'd never know what's going to happen. And I don't want to put fear into your no. heart and soul. Yeah. But obviously if you can avoid these uh avoid this feeling of instability or yeah. of not having a great, you know, like personal brand or whatever. Yeah. Avoid it. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Make life easy for yourself. So let's go. Let's dive in. Oh, do you want to start off, Britt? This is your department. Yes. Okay. The first thing that we're going to talk about is sort of setting up your personal brand or at least, you know, keeping it maintained. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I say personal brand, I know that's kind of an icky word for a lot of people, or at least it's a bit of a scary word for mm-hmm. some people. Um, it, it doesn't have to be anything crazy. Mm-hmm. But um, I mean, I'm thinking about for a career, you might sort of lean on LinkedIn mm-hmm. because it's just makes more sense for a professional platform. Um, but what you want to do is make sure that you're sort of, you've got your your feelers out, your hands, your fingers are out in the pies, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. So maybe you, you you should make sure that you're kind of writing things maybe regularly, you know, contributing to the conversation, mm-hmm. whatever industry you're in. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't have to be anything great. You don't have to start a blog, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? But LinkedIn, I mean, we talked about this before, LinkedIn right now is very very hot. Like mm. if you can be like posting on there regularly, natively and like adding, adding value. Yes. That's a great thing to do sporadically. And mm. I think it's, it's only a matter of like maybe posting if you ha- are in, you know, at your current role, like posting once every couple weeks. Yeah. You know what I mean? It doesn't 100%. have to be insane. I mean, like when people Google you, what are they going to see? Exactly. And it doesn't have to be this great depth of stuff because then they probably won't read anything. But if there's yeah. just a few bits and pieces out there that are like thoughtful and yes. thought provoking and informed, then yeah. maybe that will work for you. I would personally also say like, put it in your calendar as something that you do. Yeah. You know, because it's, that's how important it is. It really is. I mean, if it's whether or not you're on LinkedIn, maybe you hate LinkedIn and you're like, no, I'm more of a, you know, social media with like Instagram Mm. or whatever it is, but just make sure that it's in there for you to be kind of like regulating it and making Mm. sure that it's kind of up to date and maintained. A hundred percent. And also Britt, um, I've noticed that you basically use personal brand and social media, social media interchangeably. Yeah. yeah. Um, What are the other elements of personal brand that we could think about? Because 
I mean, like one of them might be like going to meetups or going to industry events or yeah, just kind of like being a face about town. For sure. The like, pops up. Yeah, I think you're totally right. I think that's something that people underestimate is sometimes you just have to be around yeah you know um and it's important um in specific industries there's usually like quite tight-knit I know in Berlin it's like very kind of Mm. small communities Mm. who actually like go and attend things but it's a really strong um community community to be a part of exactly and that's a lot yeah the community aspect I think is important to show that you're part of that community yeah Totally. I think that leads into our next point, which yeah. is about network. Networking. Um, <laughs> God, um, yes. So, I mean, like network, like building a network doesn't mean you have to do any real networking. But um, I'm thinking about, when I think about network in this career health check uh, context, I think about not only who might hire you in the future and who are the people on the outside of the company, but who inside the company um, have you built a relationship with? And I'm thinking like, if you're in a larger company, other people across departments that might be interesting to you? Because um, I think on a very early episode, we said something about, um, oh, that's right. Yeah. When I used to work in advertising, I used to be like, oh my God, like who? how do you build a network? And then yeah. after about six months in that role, I realized that people from that company were leaving and they were working at other companies and i.e. I had a, now had a contact at that other company. Totally. So it's about yes. like making sure that you're not sort of coming into work every day and then leaving it and not saying hi to anyone. Yeah, yeah. You Make know? sure you're building some relationships with the people you work with. I think that's so important because, mm. yeah, like you never know where they might end up, like you said. And also something that we've talked about before but is so important is when you're going to these maybe you maybe you're working directly with clients mm. like make it a part of your job that you are going to like stay connected to like mm. one of the people mm-hmm. from each project mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you're going to make a valuable relationship with that person you're going to like you know come in every now and again send them a, a note or whatever you do the penny thing mm. where you maybe send them a little, a little something valuable every once in a while like an yeah. article that you found interesting yeah. that they might be interested in and the happy hour career talk podcast yeah whatever <laughs> <laughs> um, but that's so important I mean I know that for me in my last kind of year um at AJ and Smart I was doing that a lot like kind of focusing on really making good contacts like good solid relationships with people that I was working with Mm. and like so far it's only been a few weeks that I've been you know freelance but it's already paid off yeah so I would very much well done yeah um what's the next point Brit Ooh, so here's something I was actually talking about uh this last night um about just kind of making sure your resume is semi up to date exactly because I a lot of people they get um they leave their jobs and then they get this big anxiety about facing the music in their resume and our resume episode last week should hopefully help out with this exactly um but yeah I mean don't make it this big scary thing yeah just open the document fix a few things on Monday fix a few things the following Monday and Bob's your uncle do you use that? Bob's your uncle. Bob's your uncle. Like, but what do you mean by that? Oh, Bob's your uncle. It's done. Oh, so okay. Bob's, <laughs> Bob's your uncle means like, do you use that? No? I do. Yeah, okay, yeah, we great. do. But I was, I was like, because it sounded like you were about to say something and after, then I, and then I was sorry, like, Where you just are you gave going me a that? look. Oh, sorry. <laughs> um, yeah, and then Bob's your uncle. Bob's um, your uncle. It's done. So. Uh, 
yeah, I think the other thing that you were saying about resume, which is really like the point of keeping it up to date is also that you kind of are aware mm-hmm. of the the the, the little, gaps, the gaps, yeah, the things that are missing, yeah, and where you're like, oh, you know, it'd be good there is if I, you know, had done something, you know, where I boosted, you know, engagement fifty percent, yeah, because skills, whatever. you just get them, yeah, just go and get them, yeah. Like, um, uh, something that I recommended to a friend the other day was, um look up three or four jobs on LinkedIn and you don't have to apply for them, but go through all the skills they're asking for and think about, do I have those skills? Do I want them? And how do I get them? That's great. Um, Because like they literally list what they want. Yeah. And yes, it's a wish list, but just get in there and explore that sort of concept. Yeah. Yeah. Super important. And also on your resume, it's really good to think about um, what achievements am I going to be able to list on my, on, in each experience section. Yeah. So um, if you're looking back at your career for the past two years and you're not able to think of like some quantifiable change or value that you've added, then that's a problem. Yeah. Yes. So I would say for me on my resume, it would look really good that I can say um, I built the uh, YouTube channel from zero to 60,000 subscribers. Not bad, baby. (laughs) Yeah. Can you please build my YouTube channel? (laughs) Exactly. I mean, if I wanted to go build YouTube channels, then that would be really great. Not that I don't want to. Yeah. I'm going to do a little bit of that, but yeah. Cool. But yeah, like having something quantifiable, I think is really good. And it doesn't, you know, it could be that you built a team or you, you know, like all Mm -hmm. of those things are like people can see or you like, or you initiated a change. Like for example, uh, your friend, who's amazing, uh, she she uh, encouraged her boss. She paired up with this other person in the team and then encouraged the boss to split up the communications. So there was like product communications and brand communications. Mm. So it was more specialised and more tailored. Yeah. So that's not quantifiable, but it's an in- that's a really great in- achievement because yes. as a hiring manager, I can see that she can sell this idea to me um, she can sell this idea that these two things need to be broken up um, mm-hmm. and then she can implement afterwards. Yeah. Super exciting. Ooh, that's a great example. Umkash. Okay, next thing up, tweening budget. Yeah, everybody got a tweening budget. <laughs> Does you? everybody? I don't know, actually. That's a good question. But most jobs that I've been in, there's a training budget. Yeah, and I've never used it. Really? Oh, very rarely. Oh, wow. Never use the Never use the whole thing unless it's like... Yeah, I mean, I'm sure maybe I have once, but... Yeah. So most people, especially working like in tech and stuff, people have training budgets. Mm. And I think a lot of people might not even know that they yeah. have it. It's probably about a thousand bucks usually. Yeah, that's like kind of the standard. And also like I've known managers who are like, if you want to do something else, just tell me. Exactly. You know, because obviously it's better for them for you to be as good as you can be. 100%. Mm. Yeah, I think um, this is one thing that people often, like they don't make time for actually their own personal kind of development mm. and training. Mm. And it's so important. So make sure you're always using your training budget. There's so many good trainings yeah. online out there. Oh, uh, for sure. You yeah. don't even have to give up that much time anymore. Like Exactly. Um, and I think also this is something that can tie into the skills that you're sort of targeting yeah. for your future growth. Think about how can I build those? There are so many free courses. There are so many paid courses. So don't ever go through a whole year without doing one bit of training. Totally. I say that as a person who's, who's done, done that, that and I'm an idiot. I did that last year. Mm. Very sad. But the thing is, I, don't, I mean, I don't use all my training budget. I'll always use something. Yeah. 
Um, a little something, something. Yeah, and it's, yeah. And yeah, it can be used. I mean, what's, yeah. It, ideally, of course, you would um, use it for, like you said, like kind of strategically for like this, to to gain the skills that you're, uh, that you mm. feel like you're lacking. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's a great, a great point. Okay, next thing is feedback. Guys, um, so uh, we, we go on and on about this, but um, don't wait until your performance review to get feedback. Yeah. Um, so if you're thinking about this career health check idea, I would also think about identifying maybe two or three people that you respect and you work closely enough with that they know what you're up to. Yeah. Um, and just ask them, can I take you for coffee? Um, and I'd like you to look back over the last few months, maybe like six months, yeah. um, and let me know what went well, what you wish you'd seen. So that's a really good opportunity area. Mm-hmm. Um, and what needs improving? This is something that I did with um, a, a guy I worked with um, a little while ago. And it was really cool because he actually came to me and I was his manager. And he came to me and said, hey, like, you know, we're heading into the new year. And what I'd really love is if you could just give me um, like three three points on what, you're, what you like that I'm doing right now. Three things that you wished... I were doing more of or, mm-hmm. or doing in general. Um, and, and like, it was so easy for me to then give that feedback. So when you approach someone with those kind of really clear parameters, clear param- like, yeah, yeah. And not just be like, how am I doing? You know? And also, do, yeah. Give them time to think about it before yes. you actually get the feedback. Yes. And also if they say something like, um, and I guess like approach it like a conversation. This yeah. is not a performance review. You can no. actually talk to them and debate it a little bit with them. So for example, like if you get along really well with someone and you feel like they have an interest in your success, um, whatever that means, um, you can kind of say like, let's say I say to Brittany, Brittany, I'd really like you to be better at um, sales. I'd li- I'd, I wish that you would mm-hmm. help me more with the sales stuff. Mm-hmm. Brittany might say to me, Listen, I, I, okay, that's really interesting. Um, I really don't enjoy it and I don't think I'm good at it. This is an example, by the way. <laughs> I'm like, wow, we're really going into it now. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> it's an I'm example. <laughs> um, so I don't enjoy it. I don't think yeah. I'm good at it, but yeah. I would like to help you. Can you, can you. Can we drill down a little bit more into that and figure out what I could do to help, which isn't necessarily getting on the phone and cold calling, for yeah, example. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, yeah, and, and that will really enlighten you as to like, because also I think it's important to get those things that you've done well. Totally. Because people often will just not mention anything if you've done something really well. They might give you a that's pat like, on the back, but that's it. That's I found that like classically. <laughs> Penny was just commenting on my sweater that I'm wearing. <laughs> I like it. Or my jumper. <laughs> jumper. Jumper. That's it. Jumper. God, I don't know why I can't get It's like I, I think I'm hanging out with you too much. <laughs> That I can't now mimic your accent because it's just like, it sounds totally normal Natural to me. Natural to Yeah. yeah we know? just sound like each other. <laughs> yeah, we passed the, the, the th- threshold. Mm. Um, I found, honestly, as a manager as well, I really struggled with, I think there are different kinds of personalities at work. So sometimes some people are very complimentary mm. and very like, oh, that was really great. Good yes. job, you yeah. know? Yeah. But I actually, as a manager, found that I needed to do that more because I yes. wasn't really, like, because me personally, I don't find that I, um, well, maybe I do need that though. But anyways, I, as a manager, I always found that I was definitely uh, a little more hands-off than 
than I should have been mm-hmm. in terms of like giving positive reinforcement, mm. if that makes yeah. sense. Yeah, I'm big on positive reinforcement. Yeah, you're really good at it. Yeah. I found, and then I would always have to remind myself, like, if they did something good, I would think to myself, like if someone I worked Tell with, them. or yeah. yeah, I would be like, wow, that was really good. Mm. And I would just like keep it to myself and have mm. this like nice thought. Yeah. And I'm like, oh no, wait. Yeah. We need to actually yeah. tell them. So obviously it comes more naturally to some people to be like, fuck, you did a great job. Like, yeah. you d- I remember you doing a town hall presentation once and I was like, I just have to tell you, you smashed that out of the park. Yeah. And you were like, oh, thanks. Oh, and thanks. that was before we were proper friends, I think. Yeah, it was. But yeah. I, I was like, I have to tell her, obviously. Yeah, I um, think that's really important to remember mm. that just in general. It's a li- like we, we digressed a little bit, mm. uh, but it's still kind of on topic. Mm. But I think just in general at work, mm. like let's just – give out a little bit more positive compliments. Positive you know? vibes. Yeah, positive vibes. Everybody's going through hell mostly. I know. You know? Like they it's could, so they true. Could have the worst. Like, yeah, I just, I do think this kindness thing is going to be a big new revolution, hopefully. I really hope so because everyone. <laughs> oh, my God, that was quite the laugh. <laughs> Sorry, it was my, like, hopefully laugh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I think that the the funny or the the interesting thing that I'm starting to realize is most people you talk to at their jobs, or not most, let's say 50%, mm-hmm. are pretty unhappy or they're stressed or they're overworked <sighs> or they hate their manager or whatever. There's mm-hmm. like always kind of something negative. Not always, but you know what I mean. Yeah. I'm not trying to be super negative, but that's why I really I feel... Your, your Instagram for a second? That's why I really feel like giving people a little bit more positivity, giving people more compliments is like really massive. Penny's looking up on Instagram. Who are you looking at? I think this kind of like speaks to how we need to like connect with each other more. Um, a quarter of women and two thirds of men in a University of Virginia study chose to subject themselves to an electric shock rather than do nothing and spend time alone with their thoughts. Like people are sad, make them happy, bring joy. And (laughs) happiness, like most of the time, comes from connection. connection. (laughs) Yeah, reach out, baby. Exactly. Ask Glenda from accounting, just be like, Glenda, I don't know anything about you. I've just Let's realized. Go for a where do you live? Yeah. Where, where are you from? Do you have kids? Oh my God. I just listened to a podcast um, like a couple nights ago. And basically, it was like this, it was really sad. My, my boyfriend was like, This is really funny. You need to listen to this. And I was like, This is really sad. I don't oh. find it funny at all. It was like, I mean, it's, it was meant to be kind of funny. But the whole idea was it was like these funny, sort of like quirky stories. And this one girl, her story was, um, at her office, there's this one guy who sits right next to the printer. Yeah. And he doesn't do anything to do with the printer. Like, yeah. right? He's not like but people ask him about but it. People, all the yeah. Time. But no one knows what his name is or what he does. And they all talk to him about the printer. Ugh. And he was kind of a funny guy as well. He was like, they, yeah, he's like, well, they ask me a lot about, you know, the printer and the ink Ugh. and everything. And it was like, is this no for one real? knew. Yeah, this is real. Oh, it's a real story. Mm. I'll put it in the show notes. I can't remember what the actual uh, podcast is yeah. called. But it's one Jeez. of those, it's one of those uh, Goldstein you know, uh, the guy, the guy who does all the podcasts, Got like Amer- This American Life, like all those oh, ones. Yeah. Got it. There's a, I do know exactly who you know who I'm about, talking but about. I've forgotten. And people maybe will know, okay. but I'll put it in the show notes. Great. <laughs> so let's just uh, do a quick uh, recap. Great. So um, when you're doing your career health check, you want to make sure you've got a good social media presence and a good personal brand. Yes. You want to make sure that you're building your network both internally and externally. 
just check in on your resume um, and training. think about your agreements, uh, uh, your achievements and your training and the feedback. Get to training That's and feedback. That's the Yeah. <laughs> Oh my God, Brittany. Tell me. Guess who is making a podcast about work? Oh my God. Just I, guess. I She's mean, never going to guess because I didn't send her the link last night. You you sent it to me. Yeah, I know. I'm being sick. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was like, no, but you did send it to me. Okay, Esther, Esther Perel. She's yeah. my favorite person. I'm so excited to see how she, because what I like about her relationship stuff is that it's practical. Yeah. First of all, who's Esther Perel? Esther Perel is a... Um, smash hit uh, relationship therapist. Yeah. Um, and she did this, a couple of great TED Talks with millions of views. She's got a podcast called Where Should We Begin? where you get to he- listen in on couples counseling sessions. I find sessions. that so cool that she, that she does that. So yeah. they're, they're like, they're, they remain anonymous, her, yeah. her um, uh, patients. Yeah, well, patients? they're actually not her patients. So they, they mm. audition people to just do this one session uh. because it's illegal to... Right. Record. Yeah, I think, right. I I think that that's would, it. Oh, okay, that makes more but sense. But she's a, they're, they're patients for 45 minutes or whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's fascinating. Yeah. So, so she's doing a podcast now about, about work. work. Yeah. I'm so excited about that. Yes. And also, um, I'm reading a really good book at the moment called Range by David Epstein. <gasps> I one. cannot recommend it enough. Yeah. Basically, the idea is, like, there are these people, for example, Roger Federer is a great example, who really did not commit to anything yeah. early. Yeah. Um, and instead of being this like hyper specialist, you can be a generalist and still achieve massive success. Yeah. Like all of these. And it's interesting because years ago, and I, I guess still now, I had bosses that would tell me things that they just learned from like a workbook. Yeah. And I was like, well, I learned that when I was trying to learn more about philosophy when I was 22. That's a philosophy concept. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that this information is out there. Right. I don't know what I'm trying to say. <laughs> I but I, I think that's interesting though. Yeah. Um but the point is is that I think I think it's really comforting to know as a generalist because that's definitely I'm not super specialized. Mm. Um you know that that you can still be really successful and mm. make shit happen. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, it's not to say there aren't room for specialists because obviously yeah. there very much is room for specialists. Yes, but um, having sort of a breadth of experience, it doesn't go wrong. Don't be ashamed. Whatever happened to everybody wanting to be well-rounded? You oh, know, totally. I remember when that was cool. Yeah, right? it's like oh, she, Brittany, she's very well-rounded. Yeah, you know, yeah. And yeah. now it's like, are you obsessed with this one thing yeah. all the time? Good. So interesting. Yeah. Okay. Thank so you, Penny, for both of those exciting recommendations. Ooh. Um, thank you as well to all of you people who were listening to this episode. Yeah, you people. You people. And you hopefully some listeners. dogs. And so, you really Woof. hope there are some dogs, yeah. Wait, review, and subscribe, guys. Thank you so much for listening. Bye. Bye.